Hi, and welcome to the Let's Talk Healthy Pets podcast. I'm Dr. Karen Becker, Dr. Mercola's Chief Wellness Veterinary Consultant, and I'm excited to share with you the latest news about pet health to guide you in keeping your animal companions healthy, comfortable, and happy throughout their lives. My goal as a proactive vet is to empower pet owners to make knowledgeable decisions to extend the lifespan and well-being of their animals. If you're looking for more pet health tips, you can also subscribe to my free daily newsletter at healthypets.mercola.com. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy today's podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and today we have our next game changer, Romaine Kobilsek, joining us. And Romaine was nominated by several animal lovers in the animal loving community around us that have nominated her because she's doing amazing things in the animal space. And we're thankful, Romaine, that you're capable of joining us. Welcome and congratulations on your nomination. Thank you very much. So I know a little bit uh, about what you do, but for the listeners and the readers that aren't familiar with uh, your platform and what you are passionate about, if you could just back up and maybe walk us through a little bit about how you ended up doing what you're doing. Well, I guess I'm the accidental tourist. um, (laughs) Um, About It's been a little over 10 years ago since my husband and I moved to Northwest Arkansas And uh, I have a background in logistics, and I had decided at that time that um, the corporate world was no longer calling my name. And so I decided to um, explore some volunteer opportunities. Um, And at that time, there was um, a a little organization that didn't have a building, didn't even have a clinic, nothing, but the name was there, Spay Arkansas. And the concept was that we would create a clinic that would offer low-cost spay-neuter services to um, lower economically challenged people in our community. And I thought, that's a very wonderful goal, but how am I going to do this? I don't know anything really about animal welfare, except for the fact that I grew up on a dairy farm and I love animals. So, okay, so maybe I needed to put my uh, tool chest of um, corporate knowledge to work. And um, so we shortly began this idea and we raised enough money, about $80,000 to purchase our materials, um, rented a building um, that we have gone on to purchase now free and clear. We have no debt. And um, two weeks ago, we celebrated our 50,000th surgery at our facility. So um, that and alone, um, should be enough to make me happy, but I wasn't um, because once I started working with the animals and the animal community, I realized there were so many layers of this onion that needed to be pulled back. And as I delved deeper, I realized the tragedy of um, having an animal that you cannot care for because you're financially strapped. So then we began a partnership with um, Walmart that had a distribution center near us that we were able to um, procure thousands and thousands of pounds of um, pet food. And we've distributed that for the last nine years. Um, We decided that we were a little bit later, we got into the rescue business. Um, I had a great mentor that we started shipping animals to Colorado because many times we'd have clients that would come in and say, 
we'd ask the question, when was the last time your animal had a, a litter? And they said, well, we've got seven puppies at home right now. They're eight weeks old. And I'm like, what are you going to do with them? And the answer is going to give them away. And I thought, um, we're never going to work ourselves out of business if you give them away. So let me help you find a rescue to take them. And although Spay Arkansas is not a rescue, we are conduit to rescues now. And um, since that time in 2014, when we started that process, uh, we've purchased our own van because we have so many rescues going out. They go to Minnesota, they go to Chicago, they go to um, Indiana, they go to um, Colorado. I mean, just so many places. We've had some international adoptions that have happened. Um, and this year, um, as of last Saturday, we've shipped out 711 animals from our facility to rescue partners across the country. So amazing. That's been a, a big part of our um, mission. We've had to actually change our mission, mission statement um, because of that, because we were not um, enabling ourselves yeah. with, you know, rescue. Um, and then the other problem um, that we've come to acknowledge in the deep south is that there is a lack of trained spay neuter veterinarians. Um, many veterinarians will graciously add in a half a dozen rescue animals a week, but that's not their main business. Um, core competency comes from practice, 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 and an organization like ours um, is a um, true path to reduction of um, excess animals, especially in the deep south. And so um, we have decided, um, took up this banner four years ago now, to create a partnership with Kansas State um, University. And um, they send their students to us now for training. They're either a one-week intensive program, or if they're a fourth-year student, there's a three-week mentorship program. And um, this, past, this past year, I, we had 38 students in our facility, uh, many of which have decided that um, a profession in spay neuter instead of general practice is what they want to do. So we need, we, we don't have a, um, a school of veterinary medicine in the state of Arkansas. So I decided we had to train them ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> and we have a fantastic uh, team of doctors who are excellent educators. Yep. And um, we've, we've just grown this partnership over the last years to a magnitude that I could not have originally yeah. thought of when I started this. So um, amazing. I mean, first of all, not just one initiative, but really three very like that that really is three full-time jobs and then some for you, Romain. It's 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 a lot, but what um what a dent you are putting in the homeless overpopulation uh, unwanted animal uh, in your environment and really probably regionally. And I think about my experience spaying in veterinary school. I was able to spay one dog, which was not adequate. It took me two and a half hours, uh, not adequate experience. 
uh, at all. And this is an amazing opportunity for veterinary students to be overseen by competent mentors and surgeons to be able to gain the skills necessary while also making them critically aware if they were not aware before of the massive overpopulation problem that we have. So it is it is wonderful that educational piece um, and training aspect is just fantastic. The other interesting thing, um, because you your background in logistics has served you well, I've had so many people in, I grew up in rescue um, for 15 years, but at that time there wasn't this option of taking a heavily densely overpopulated area and being able to disperse those animals to environments that desperately are looking for rescues, but that they have maybe potentially for whatever reason, they have, they don't have the overpopulation problem there. So we're able to move animals from high density situations into loving, awaiting homes in a different environment. And you've been able to orchestrate that beautifully. What an amazing gift. You're not just giving to your state, you're giving to really um, your your entire demographic um, and the states around you. And I'm so thankful that K-State was so open to partner with you. Beautiful. I can only also imagine that you coming out of corporate and of course being a passionate animal lover, but not having exposure to this, you had to be a little bit hit by a Mack truck at the depth and the magnitude of these issues. I, I, I grew up in shelters so I'm well aware, but I can't imagine going from corporate to rescue and not just rescue to all of the facets that you're doing. You had to, your learning curve had to be exponential, but you also had, you must've had to have a really profound and quick resiliency fortification of your heart because rescue is not for the weak or weary. It's not. Um, my, at the same time that I was approached about, you know, working with the organization Spay Arkansas, I also got a call out from my local veterinarian um, to take in um, foster a, a group of dogs from a puppy mill situation. And so I happened, I said, I'm going to go get one. And I didn't know what I was getting into. I mean, I was like, they must have laughed when I walked out the door because I said to them, they had 15 and I said, please give me, they showed me several and they were all small dogs, of course. And I said, please bring me the one that's in the worst shape. I'm gonna, I, like, I'm gonna be her savior. <laughs> like, what was, what was I thinking? <laughs> so <laughs> she brought me a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel and um, we have fallen in love with the breed. Now we've had five in our house since that time. I have two laying by my feet right now, mm. all rescues, of course. And um, Molly, um, again, another piece of uh, onion that was peeled back was the revelation of the vast amount of puppy mills that are in Northwest Arkansas, as well as Missouri. We have hundreds and hundreds of them. Mm -hmm. Dogs are so profoundly neglected. We have auction houses that are within 45 minutes of my home in Arkansas. Um, even though I wasn't at my home this weekend, um, there are some rescues that come and bid on auction dogs, most notably the ones that are very, very broken that have eyes that need to be removed or um, prolapsing rectums and so forth. And um, they came to um, from Chicago 
and I hosted six of them at my house um, this past Saturday, and they're now safely back in Chicago waiting for a better life for themselves. But we've had hundreds and hundreds of these dogs at my house over the last five years. And um, the thoughts that this, these atrocities actually happen within our own community um, is something else that's propelled me forward to say that we can educate. Um, Bailing Out Benji is a national organization that our um, organization is committed to um, financially, uh, putting up bulletin boards in our area, trying to uh, let our public know that um, where their dogs come from when they purchase from a puppy um, store. Um, we believe um, as an organization that there are many, many reputable breeders and they deserve an opportunity to um, either enhance the breed or even to make a living actually from breeding animals. We are not against qualified, reputable breeders. Many people think that we must be, but that's not true. Yeah. Um, so that that's something that has um, hit my heart in a big way yes. because of my engagement with uh, Molly um, almost on day one. So that's been um, another passionate um, thing that I have done. My I'm lucky I have a family that um, encourages me and yeah. participates with me. I think that many people who are in rescue and in this business find themselves um, at odds with their family sometimes um, because of the amount of work that comes at all hours of the day, um, seven days a week. Um, it's, it's very difficult, um, but we have um, in my home, a great relationship with my husband. I do not have children at home at this time in my life, um, but I have a husband who's been supportive of this endeavor and um, I'm very grateful you know, that I have that support. Without, I couldn't agree more, without people understanding uh, your new job, it's really, you know, you, your new passion that, that ends up becoming, defining who you are and what you do. Um, it's, it is, I think, really important so that your personal life isn't fractured from your passion, that you at least have understanding people around you. And it's wonderful. That, I believe, is one, one of the many reasons why you have been able to, to do so much in such a short period of time is that you're not having to balance arguments at home. And that, that is really incredibly important. The puppy mill aspect is something that is is such an important thing to talk about. And it's really great that as a rescue, you can come out and acknowledge that there are viable breeders that are passionate about preserving genetics and improving DNA. And, and uh, they're actually, you know, well, good breeders. There's a difference between a purebred and well-bred and, and breeders that preservation breeders and functional breeders that really function, that really focus on creating the healthiest dogs that they can. They end up interviewing you more than you will interview them. They're so meticulous and very picky about who they give puppy to, puppies to, and they always come with a return policy and the phone is always open. And that's something that if we could just, everyone listening to this, the video will come, this interview will come out before Christmas. It's really imperative that we just never support pet stores and that you even rescues online or rescues that come in the paper, that people really do their homework when it comes to 
what they think purebred rescues um, and, and where the rescue is coming from and how much they're spending or donating to that rescue, doing your homework is really, really important. So I think it's wonderful that you've added that component to all of the work. Now, four amazing endeavors that you are doing, but also critically important. So Romaine, I can only imagine with all that you have going on that your heart, as you said, you're passionate about each one of these initiatives and they're all so important. If you could culminate all that you have learned and done and thought about over the last 10 years, when you get up in the morning, what are you putting it all together? What do you love most about your brand new life, job and passion? Well, this morning I woke up to a foster dog within our organization that had eight puppies overnight. Um, so I know that that dog's life has changed forever because she came to Spay, Arkansas. Yeah. You'll never have to worry about having another pregnancy. I know that those puppies are going to be well taken care of. Um, for the kitties that we help as well, which we help thousands and thousands a year, we have great partnerships with um, some of our rescues around and they use us exclusively. I know that those cats are going to be in a warm home and not out on the street at night because those ladies have rescued those animals. Yeah. It allows me to sleep a lot better. I'm, yeah. My brain is going all the time. I have to admit to you. Um, I've, what, what's the next best step that I can do? Um, right now, it's the organization of... Um, more clinics like Spay, Arkansas. We've opened a second branch at a local shelter that's about 50 miles away from us that asked us to come bring our expertise to them. And we have done that. And we've been up and running there for about three months now. Our goal really is to be able to um, give them the tools that they need to run effectively on their own and then take our show to yet another town that has asked us to do this and another town so that People can be empowered to solve their problems on their own, but we give them the tools. Um, I'm at a point in my life now that I'm the teacher rather than the necessarily the doer. Um, I can inspire people to do better. I think that um, from my relationships that I've built, I can see that all people want a better life for their pets. And by Spay Arkansas, and myself giving them that encouragement um, and showing them that they can afford the services that they need, whether it be compassionate care that we just chip in the dollars because we have a great uh, sense of benefactors within our organization. These people come away happy and satisfied. And I love my pets. I love all animals, but I love people so much. And I want people not to stress over the fact that they have a pet in their house that's sick or that needs help. We want to be that pathway for them to that happiness because we know that child needs that pet. That older lady or that older gentleman who has nothing else needs that pet. And that's really where I get my joy is knowing yeah. that we've been able to do that for people. And um, I hope that we're going to be able to do it for a lot more years to come. And um, God willing, he'll give me yes. a few more years too to be able to do this as well. Amazing. And, and along that same vein, Romaine, pet guardianship and that amazing relationship we have with animals should not 
be reserved for just the wealthy or the affluent. And what you are doing is you're providing all animal lovers, regardless of economic status or income to not just enjoy that relationship, but to derive the, all of the amazing healing, grounding, um, life-saving benefits that animals can offer us in terms of a deep-seated relationship by allowing people that maybe otherwise would not be able to afford or care for a dog or cat that opportunity, which is just magnificent. So a lot that you are doing, if you could, if you could tell the world one thing or would want the world to know one thing from what your own experiences, what would it be? I'd say that we can do this. I, I see it. I've seen the change in my community when we first started, there was nothing like this. And there were people clamoring at our door, just so desperate. And the amount of um, inspiration, the people that have stepped forward within our community to be volunteers for our organizations and other organizations in 10 years, I tell you, it's, it's so overwhelmingly positive. People want to do this. They want to hold on to something that is a tangible, feel-good moment in their lives. And animal welfare is it. We can show that by the amount that we're spending on our pets in every store that we go. Um, these Everything that I, I hear people all the time saying, I don't go anywhere without my pet. I'm, I... I reunited a truck driver who lost his dog in Bentonville, Arkansas a week and a half ago. Um, and he was already in Wilmington, Delaware on Friday. And I was driving here to Pennsylvania and I dropped off his dog in Eastern Aww. Ohio for him. And he was in tears when I gave yes. him his dog. It cost me nothing except a little bit of my time to make that man's life complete again. And yeah. That's what we need. We need to be kinder to each other, especially who would have known that 2020 would have taken us where we are right now. Um, the, the incredible staff that Spay Arkansas has. I, I'm not a one woman um, operation. The staff that we have goes so above and beyond. Yeah. Herbside service. These people are with me every step of the way. We are where we are because of the organizational people that we have, the, the human capital that we have. It's not about the financial capital. It's the human capital that we've come to believe in. And they are here. Every community, I believe, has this potential. potential. We just have to help them open that box to show them what can be before them. And that's where Spay Arkansas wants to be, to help other communities this way. And if I have a little part of that, and if somebody can say when I have taken my breath, last breath that she helped these animals and these people, I know that I can rest easy. So I'm, yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> and stay Arkansas, you, ready. <laughs> you, you're doing your organization, the unbelievable volunteers and people that are committed to supporting this mission are changing your local locale changing your region and have the goal to change the nation. And I, with appropriate mentorship, which your organization's willing to provide, there isn't a reason for, for you to not spread your goodwill, 
this, um, the logistics of getting all the kinks worked out and be a mentor to other people throughout the country looking to emulate this in their, in their city or state. So Romaine, if people wanted to learn more, if, if readers or listeners hear this and this resonates with them and they think, you know what, I can do this or I want to learn more, or this piece of what she's doing is something I could potentially do. Where would people go to learn more about all of the amazing amazing projects that are going on? Well, the um, Facebook has been an absolutely wonderful medium for us. Um, you can see our almost daily activities, what we're involved with. Again, it's a platform that can educate, inform, and drive progress for us because remember, Progress is progress. It's not perfection, but progress yeah. is progress. And we all stumble and fail, but we're making great strides. But Facebook, Spay Arkansas has our own page. And of course, our website, spayarkansas.org, has all of the services that we um, provide, all of the activities that are going on in our community. Um, so there's always that. And if you would like to reach out to Spay Arkansas in general, you may send an email to spayarkansas at gmail.com and it'll come into my mailbox. Uh, well, I don't, I don't know how there's any time left in the day with all that you do, but every minute that you are spending is doing monumental good and it's palpable. And so congratulations on your game changer award. You are, you are a game changer and you're changing the game and it is um, inspiring to hear your story directly from you. So thank you for joining me today. You're welcome. Thank you, Dr. Becker.